Greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, Master of... Shh. Sorry. It is I, Jay, Master of all things nerdy. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd faith, Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, and a man who definitely ain't afraid of no ghosts, Sir Christopher. We are recording from the lower level of the New York Public Library as we continue our cross-country tour of America's most haunted locations. Although I'm a little confused as to why we're here. Dude, this is a famous haunted landmark. Within the past week, three people have witnessed a free-floating, full-torso vaporous apparition. It blew books off shelves and scared the socks off some poor old librarian. I hate to burst your bubble, but we've been here for hours, and we have not seen anything even remotely paranormal. What about the ectoplasm we found on the walls? Chris, I think a homeless person may have been perusing the adult book section. Please tell me you didn't touch any of that. Of course I touched it. I have to analyze it later. Listen, you smell something? The vast emptiness of the printed word? Besides that, shh, don't you shush me. Hey, Chris? Hang on a minute, buddy. Yeah, but... Um, I know, I know. You're worried about me making a scene. But you can't just let people shush you. We live in a society. This isn't Nam, you know. There are rules. Chris! The ghost is right behind me, isn't he? Yep. We'll get back to you. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. Uh, okay. Man, you would really think after witnessing a baleful banshee and now a librarian ghost, I would be less of a skeptic. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. I told you so. Yeah, you you, you did. Let's talk comic books. Yay! <laughs> so, um, I, I've been reading a lot. I don't know, have you Have you? This been... is kind of a, a flip side. Like, our lives have kind of switched, where... You're reading all the time, and I'm the one who's busy, and I'm like, I've read one or two. And you don't even have a kid, and I do. So, I, I don't know. God, what does that say about me as a parent? Good Lord. You're not paying attention at all. Where did I leave my kid? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, 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 I got some of them. I got, I got DC books uh, to talk about. I got a, a Marvel book. I, I'm really excited to talk about this new Hulk series. Um, well, one, I'll, I'll save that a little bit for later and kind of start with kind of go quickly over some of the Batman stuff, okay? You, yeah, yeah. Have you been reading Batman at all? I have not, but it is on my list. I already kind of know what's going on with it. I already know the, the, the spoiler. The, the big yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. But, well, I, it's I won't... It's not really much of a spoiler. I mean, it's happened in other storylines. Well, I won't go into to too much detail about it then, so... Um, if, it, if this is a spoiler to you guys, you need to fast forward. Yeah. Uh, well, Prepare I'm, to fast forward. Prepare to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forwarding, sir. <laughs> and so anyway, what I said, oh, you fast forwarded too far. God damn it. Go back. <laughs> um, so specifically, I'm going to be through 20, which is the storyline, I am Bane. I have to say that as Bane because I am Bane. Thank you. You said it right. You didn't do that stupid muffle mouth. Do you know who I think would be? I'm Bane. I'm Bane. Yeah. 
Do you know who I think actually would make a great? No disrespect to you, uh, Mr. Uh, Tom Hardy. I, <laughs> I love I loved your performance. You suck. But do you know who I think would actually make a really good Bane? What do you think about this? Javier Bardem as Bane. He is. Uh, did you ever see oh. No Country for Old Men? He is playing the new Frankenstein. Is he playing the new Frankenstein? He is. He's playing Frankenstein. Well, what do you What do you think about him as Bane? He's a big dude. He's got He's got that thick. Oh yeah, I'm down. Accent. Yeah, that yeah, voice. yeah. No, 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 no. So um, I'll give you kind of the synopsis of the storyline, and then you can maybe pick it up and talk about it later uh, if this interests is the, you. Is the next series going to be called like I Am Riddler? It, you know, it's they've been doing this trend now in all of the books. So first it was uh, I am suicide. I am Go- well, I am Gotham. Then I am suicide, and now I, I am, am Bane. Bane. Uh, and then maybe I am hungry. I am hungry. I am I am lamp. Yeah, <laughs> I am are, stapler. I, are you just naming things from around the office? I love lamp. No. Um. So anyway, what's been going on with it? Well, that? okay. So just to catch you up on what's been happening in Batman, Batman invaded. Bane's private island. Right, exactly. And uh, in order to steal the psycho pirate. Arrgh! Psycho pirate! I'm a psycho pirate! Arrgh! You know, that's my 80s hair metal band. It, psycho pirate? Psycho pirate. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's one of those kind of leftover characters from the 80s. But, you know, he, is, he has the distinction of being the only DC character who remembers every iteration the DC universe has gone through. So he remembers... New 52, 52, pre-52, post-crisis, pre-crisis, everything. Um, It was interesting because Bane was, you know, do you know what the Psycho Pirate's powers are? Are you familiar with that? Uh, I've read it. You you don't know about the Psycho Pirate? Doesn't he, like, God, isn't he, like, go ahead, just tell me, because as soon as I say it, I'm like, ah! So he wears, he has a mask yeah. that he puts on, and when he wears the mask, he has the ability to make people feel whatever it is he wants them to feel. Okay. So he tells them, you know, if, if I'm the psycho pirate and I look at you and I put the mask on, I go, Chris, you are very afraid right now. You would be very afraid. Or you're... Does, does he look like the pirate from Scooby-Doo? He does not look like the pirate See, from Scooby-Doo. I'm sorry. That's what bothers me. I want him to like have the red beard and yar. I'm the psycho pirate. I, I want you to feel like you're dying of scurvy. You're going to feel self-doubt. Something <laughs> awful. <laughs> like you're going for a job interview and you think you might be the oldest one there. Yeah, no, <laughs> no offense, but I think we'd be terrible villains like ever because I'd look at him and be like, you feel like you've just crapped your pants. <laughs> And you just say you're embarrassed and like walking around they're like, oh. Is that idiocy, Chris? Or is that brilliance? Maybe a little bit of both. I think it's brilliant. So so Bane now uh, Bane. Bane. I am Bane. Um what is so what is uh what gives him his strength? Or what previously gave him his strength? Venom. Venom. I get my strength from Venom. So the steroid that that makes him more more uh, powerful. It's it's more than just the it's steroid. The, it's the juice, man. It it's is the, beyond it's, it's juice. The juice. It's a juice factory. So what's happened by this point in the story? Bane has stopped using venom. But uh, one of the things they've established in the story is that when you stop using venom, you, the withdrawal effects are just horrible. You're yeah, in, he's basically going insane. You're in constant pain. You're just you feel Bane's just in like pain. Bane is in pain somewhere in Maine. In Maine, <laughs> in, or in Spain on oh. the plane. Oh, all right. Um, we got to keep going. So, so he has the the psycho pirate around, basically using to, him as a drug. As a drug, he's using him as a painkiller. Okay, leave him there. 
He he right. Well, no, sorry. Batman needs him. Batman needs him to help save a life. So he but Psycho Pirate is saving a life. Yeah, but well, a more important life. Oh, than so a Bane. life that matters. <laughs> a life that matters. Batman, and I'm a Batman fan. So, so Batman um, goes to Bane's private island, steals basically his stash in a sense. I mean, he he steals Psycho Pirate. So Bane decides, uh-uh, you're not going to come into my neighborhood and fuck with my shit. So he makes he goes on a mission to Gotham to basically steal back the Psycho Pirate, but also cause some chaos along the way, and that's what this story. I Am Bane is about. Oh, okay. Uh, what I like about it is the writer really did, uh, and I apologize, I didn't do my homework. I don't remember who the writer <laughs> is. Uh, it, there are some nice moments where they're paying homage to the, the 1990s Nightfall Why series. Why does he threaten to break his back again? Well, no, no. Well, and I don't know what necessarily is considered canon anymore in the New 52 if he broke Batman's back or not. He did break him, by the way, br- did break his back, by the way, in I Am Suicide. So Bane has broken his broken his back. So he did it again. He did it again, I guess. Um, but, okay, so in Nightfall, right, that's when, that's Bane's first meeting with Batman. And ever. This, ever. Uh, and that's when yeah, he yeah, yeah. that he, was the creation of Bane. He he breaks he breaks out Arkham. Uh, he unleashes all of Batman's rogues gallery. Batman's got to hunt him all down. He weakens Batman to the point that he can break his back. Right, right. Uh, this it, what's kind of interesting is there there's there's lots of callbacks to that because Batman turn he knows Bane's coming for him, so he establishes a fortress for himself inside Arkham. So now Bane has to break into Arkham yeah. to get to Batman to steal the psychopath. I was going to ask, did Batman just like... Well, of course he went to Arkham. You know why? Why? There are wheelchairs at Arkham. Oh, how dare you, sir. Hey, I'm not the one who broke his back. There, there, is, uh, th- there are some great moments in this. Uh, Bane is one of my, my favorite villains. And uh, there is... Th- there's this great moment where... Uh, one of the things I don't like about the story, so Batman kind of bribes the inmates of of uh, Arkham Asylum. He says, okay, listen, come in here, and uh, listen, if you uh, fuck him up for me, uh, I will make sure that uh, I get you uh, better conditions, better living conditions in Arkham. So he's basically bribing them to, he lets, he lets all of his villains out so that they can slow down Bane so Bane has to basically go through the same gauntlet that Batman ran, went through in Nightfall. So it's oh, kind of interesting. Nice. Kind of turns it on its head. I mean, that's real shitty on Batman. It part, is kind of shitty on. I, I that was one problem I had with the story. It is a little. It seems a bit unlike Batman. Yeah. To I was just gonna say that's to deliberately put people in harm's way, even if they are bad guys. It kind of goes against like you know the, the code, the code, and also like the recent depiction of Batman where. You know he's enlisted Clayface. He's trying to rehabilitate Clayface. But I, I'm gonna. Yeah, but that's different though. That's that's rehabilitation. This one, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you some extra shampoos and maybe a little bit more TV time if you fuck up Bane." Right, right. And that's what I'm saying is yeah, that it, it conflicts with the portrayal absolutely. of him currently. So, but the the of course the fanboy in me just loves Bane fighting all of Batman's right, rogue right. gallery. So I'm just that obviously took all of like five minutes. Well, I'm gonna talk about about one moment in in the. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the story. So there's a moment where Two-Face, uh, you know, is kind of doing his Two-Face thing. He talks with Bane, and he, he says, you know, basically, you know, so the bat told us that if we get in your way, uh, you know, he's going to improve living conditions here. Uh, but I'm of two minds, you know, uh-huh. Two-Face. I'm of two minds of it. 
part of me is saying, yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, beat up Bane and get get uh, you know uh, extra uh, bathrobes <laughs> for for the inmates. But the other half of me is saying, no, let me help Bane, uh, uh, you know, disembowel Batman. So uh, Bane, what do you offer? And Bane just fucking. <laughs> Gut punches, <laughs> two face, and he just walks away. And he goes, "I am Bane. All I offer you is pain." <laughs> Which is just such a great line. Bane. No, no, no <coughs> none, none of that. None uh, of that. Batman and Robin. It was just uh, like, "I bring you nothing but pain." That's pretty. I mean, funny. That, that's that's a that's now, a Bane moment. I like that. Is it like real villains, or do we get like? You know, King Tut, Egghead, he's and fighting the Bookworm. E- he's fighting everyone from Calendar Man to, I mean, he. the only one he doesn't fight is the Joker, which I think the Joker is not currently incarcerated. Well, and also, in to be honest with you, if I looked at it both ways, I don't think Bane would win against Joker. I really don't. Um, Because he probably would set something up or whatever, and he's going to blow him up, or he's going to... I I think that Batman is, even if the Joker were in Arkham, as much as he wants to defeat Bane, he would not unleash the Joker. I think that's the one person... It's like kind of in Jurassic Park, where Dennis Nedry wouldn't let the the Velociraptors loose. Like, he was okay with letting the T-Rex and all the other dinosaurs loose, but he's not going to... He's like, I'm not going to fuck around with the the, the raptors. I'm sorry, I'm like dropping F-bombs left and right. I don't know, maybe it's the cough. Just get fucked out of here. Exactly. Um, So, so yeah, I recommend it. I am Bane. I mean, it's just a good fanboy time. I mean, is it high art? No, not necessarily. But if you're you're a fan of the the original uh, Nightfall storyline, it's got some great callbacks and there's some really good moments. Um, One other, one other moment too that I'll, I'll just... Uh, I'll mention, and this story's actually been out for a while now, so I'm not, you know, if I'm spoiling it, you know, sorry, but it's the, the story, it's, they've actually, I've seen people post panels of this on, on Reddit. Uh-huh. There, there's a moment where Bane is fighting Batman, and it's so, it, there's this line, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, I am not like one of your madmen howling at the moon. I am not a question. I am not a clown. I am not a scarred DA. And I am not a rich boy playing dress up. Ooh, I like oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah. There's some really good smack talk in this. So that that's another one of my favorite moments. Um, leading in now to uh, the most recent issue, I think of of Batman, Batman issue 26. We've kind of spinning out of those events. Now we had a a major uh, shakeup of the status quo of Batman happen recently. Yeah. Um, look, Chris, the Bat is getting engaged. He's he's getting hitched. How, how do we feel about this? She's gonna die. She, I I know, right? That's exactly what I thought. It's like, <laughs> I hate to say it. It's like so so every it, time we're like, she's gonna die. So in in issue twenty six, Batman proposes to Catwoman, and it's I hate to say it. But I the, didn't see it, but did he put a ring in her kibble? He did. <laughs> he put a ring in her fancy he, face. No no no. He put he. T- come on, Chris. Don't be ridiculous. He tied it to a ball of string. Come on, don't don't be. And then he dropped it down a building. Don't be absurd, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, how do you feel about this? I mean, I I like it when people do things to shake up the status quo. But this has happened before. It's happened as part of Elseworld tales, but yeah. it, it's never happened as part of the main continuity. And I think that's the um, big shakeup. Didn't what was it? Not they weren't engaged, but in like uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. You know, they were never married. Yeah, but he's he's never. I don't think he's ever uh, in post Silver Age. I don't think Batman has ever been married. Um, c- can I share with you just a few thoughts I have about kind of yeah, what, yeah. what led to this though? 
um, the Le Bouton, the, the button? Yes. Okay. Did you read the issue where he finally gets to speak? Yeah, I read speak? the whole thing. Okay. What does his father say at the end of that story? Get what rid of this. Stop. Don't do this no more. Don't Go right. be Bruce. Don't do this anymore. Please, don't do this anymore. Yeah. I think... And, uh, I, he might be taking his father's I advice. I think he might be taking his father's advice. Yeah. And, it, and if they do, great, you know, bravo on DC for the continuity uh, from one story to the next. You know what I just thought of and I really can't wait for? What? Damien, I want you to meet your new mother. Your new mom. <laughs> and I want her to look at him and be like, perfect. Right? Man. I'm not going to call you mom. You're a bitch. <laughs> You're a literal cat. Right? Um, you know, so ma- I, I wonder where they're going with this. And I, I wish I, I could know. shake the feeling that I want to see, like, Dick. Like, tell him, whoa, whoa, dude, are you sure? Because I know we have money, but that's a lot of bail that we're going to be paying for the next 20 years. No kidding. I mean, as far as, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, th- Batman and Catwoman are always portrayed as having this. this on and off again. On and off again. I, it's he a chase. It's a chase. Yeah, it is exactly. The chase. And he caught her. Well, I think maybe he caught her. I don't, I don't know. What if she's going to rob him blind? Right? Because then they're going to get married, and then she's going to get a hold of his bank account. Bruce is going to come home. The whole place is going to be cleaned out. He's not even going to have light bulbs in the what? place. <laughs> but I wish I could shake this feeling, Chris, that they're just setting her up to be fodder for him to have another reason to be Batman. I think Dr. Manhattan's going to come and kill her. Somebody's going to come and kill I hope not. I think it's going to be Dr. Manhattan. I, I really hope not. Yeah, because the button, I think that whole thing, and then Dr. Manhattan's going to come down, look at her, and poof. Right at their wedding. Right as she says, I do. I do. And, and Dr. Manhattan's going to be like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. No, it'll be. I, I, I don't understand. You poof. humans are so curious. I'm going to explode your bride now. Poof. You got to poof when you I re- <laughs> you can, Oh, I'm sorry. Is yeah. that the sound effect? Yeah. Poof. <laughs> yeah, it's poof. I, I really hope that's not where they're going with it. Um, I, I guess I'm conflicted. Because uh, on the one hand, I guess the fanboy in me is like, Batman would never abandon his crusade to, to settle down with the, w- with a woman. But on the other hand, uh, he's tried. Yeah, on, on the other hand, I'm like, well, you, you got to advance the character. You did have him just meet his his father, right. Thomas Wayne. Who told him to stop. And and also, let me add, at the end of I Am Bane, okay? Yeah. At the I, en- I Am Bane. I Am Bane. At the end of I Am Bane... There's a moment where Bruce is kind of lingering between life and death. Bane has has beaten him within an inch of his life, right. and he has a vision of his mother, and he's talking with his mother. And his mother tells him also basically kind of the same thing as his father. You don't need to do this. Yep. You don't need to do this for this. Go live your life. Be happy. Um, so – the part of me that's in favor of this, it it makes sense from a narrative perspective because you're you're advancing the the character. Yeah, and I always kind of liked it too because who else could live up to his lifestyle, his you know, um, yeah, that kind of is. But Catwoman because she lives the same life. She she gets it. Yeah, Selena, we're the same. Split right down the center. Little little Batman hey, returns for you. That, you know that movie just had its twenty uh, fifth. Oh damn! Twenty five years. Oh my god! And I can tell you when I saw that. All right, all right. So I'll never forget it. I was twenty five. I was six years old. Oh my god! And uh, what happened was I'll never forget it. I came home from school. It was first grade, and I came home from school. And my dad was home, which was weird because my dad never got home until like uh, nine at night. Right, right. He was home. I guess he started vacation or something. And my dad looked at me 
and he gets down to one knee. I'll never forget it. He gets down to my level. He gets down to one knee and puts his hands on my shoulder, and he looks at me, and he says, do you, uh, we're going to do something fun. And I'm like, yeah? He goes, yeah. He goes, do you know what we're going to do? And I'll never forget it. Out of the blue, I literally looked at him and go, we're going to go see Batman. Like that. He looked at my mother, and he looked like he was going to punch her through a wall. He's like, <laughs> you told him! Woman! Like, he's like, you told him! Like that. And she goes, I swear to God, I didn't say anything. And he looked at me, and he goes, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, we're going to go see Batman. Fine, get in the car. Like that. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> God, that that's... So it was like, but going to see... Because the surprise got taken, right, you know? Right, right, but right. But right. man, I remember seeing that. That, honestly... Out of all the Batman How did that movies, movie not scare the shit out of you? I it's loved, six years old. loved that movie. The Joker bites a dude's nose off. Penguin. It, oh, yeah, the penguin. Could be worse. I could be gushing blood. Right? Oh, oh my God. That. Also, Batman murders like 17 people in that movie. He straight up blows up a dude. Uh, Yeah, and he also straight up blowtorches a guy. Phrasing. Nah. <laughs> Phrasing. Not blows a guy. Phrasing. Oh, whoa, whoa. Not even, you're not even trying <laughs> not anymore. Not even trying. But... Out of all of the Batman movies that were right. created, that is my favorite. Really? That is my favorite movie. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we got to do a retrospective show on that. Yeah, I think we do. Um, all right. So, okay, well, so move, off that tangent. No, off, off of that tangent. Moving uh, moving on now. Um, the Hulk. So, uh, I don't know. Did this surprise you that this was showing up in my comicsology? Did you? Are you? No, no. Sometimes, like, I'll look and I'm like, oh, he's into this. <laughs> do you okay. have no interest in this book is it are you like i have always found the hulk disinteresting really always yeah I'd, i'm like okay good for you you're you're a roided out jock who gets mad <laughs> he throws temper tantrums and then tears your cute pink pants and then the next thing you know you're picking up a, a tank and throwing it at the white house well well maybe this will change your mind about the character i don't i don't it's know it's a chick it, it, yeah but no it's so much more than that it's so much more than that so I read uh, Hulk issues one through six. I wish you guys could see the face Chris is making right now. This is the this Go is ahead literally impress me. Face. If there really if there right were like the equivalent of that, you know, like the jerk, you know, the jerking off motion that people make. <laughs> if there were the facial like equivalent of that, Chris is making that face right now. Like, yeah, whatever, man. Um, so I read I read Hulk uh, issue one through six. So this is this is written by Mariko Tamaki and illustrated by Nico Leone. You can find it right now on Comixology. Uh, probably the back issues, you can probably get them for cheap, but the newer issues are three ninety nine. Or you can go to your local uh, comic book store and bring money and buy it. Support the industry. Go see our friends at Vieira Comics. Go pick up an issue of this. Um, all right, so so this this is a brand new, this is kind of mar- in line with Marvel sort of gender swapping that they're doing now. You know, they've done it with Thor. Uh, they've done it with... Uh, not, not they did it years ago with Captain Marvel. They did it years ago with Captain Marvel, and now they're doing it with the Hulk. Oh, don't forget, now Mary Jane has powers, too. And now Mary Jane has powers. So uh, so this is this is post-Civil War II, and this is following the adventures of Jennifer Walters. So it, m- most of you may know her, if you're not familiar with her, uh, formerly known as the Sensational She-Hulk. So Chris, again, the, the look of just disinterest. He's like, go on. Go, <laughs> go on. So just to recap, in case you didn't finish Civil War II, uh, Following those events, She-Hulk was savagely beaten by the mad titan Thanos. She was put into a coma, and she wakes up to find out that her cousin, the original Hulk, was killed by Hawkeye. Uh, he had it coming. He, ha- he had it coming? That green bastard. Right. So, so issues one through six follow Jennifer's uh, attempts to put her life back together, and, kinda, and she's renounced uh, life as a Violence. superhero. 
Oh no! Well, I guess you could say renounce. She's renounced being a superhero, basically, and so she's a villain. No, not a villain. Oh, okay. She's uh, she's a lawyer. Well, I guess you. Well, may, maybe eh? depending on your point of view, might might be considered a villain. Now she becomes the Shulk. The now half she... shark, half Hulk. <laughs> the Shulk. <laughs> right. Um, so so issues one through six are are kind of dealing with that, and uh, but you know as as usually how these stories go. Getting out of superhero life is not as easy as she would uh, think it to be. Or to quote Al Pacino, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. That was pretty damn good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. But you sound that sounds a little bit more Dick Tracy than you got. Everywhere I turn is Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Yeah, that, that was. God, that. I love that movie. That was a little more big boy caprice than, uh, than Godfather. So... What, what do I like about this? Why why should you read this? Uh, your your face right now, your Chris is like, I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care what you say. I'm not I'm not reading this shit. <laughs> listen to me. Why should I read it? Why should you read? L- listen to me, man. This is okay. This tells a really thoughtful story about the effects of trauma while while remaining true to the original spirit of the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Okay, so sh- don't get mad. Okay, no. Well, so so She Hulk, right? She was created as a cash grab. I mean, originally, Duh. was created as a cash grab so that no one else could take the idea of a female Hulk. Do you right? think she stays at the Hulk like like she's the entire Hulk? You know Pardon? that that special week of the month. The do Hulk, the whole Hulk, and nothing but the Hulk. What are you, ta- what are you talking about? Back? Are you asking me if she turns into the Hulk during her menstrual period? Are you asking well, me that, sir? beforehand, you know, before her menstrual yeah, period. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, sir. I don't know. Maybe we should ask. May I continue? May I continue, sir? Hey, sir, you're making me interested. Now I'm wondering where these questions are coming from. Look, um, we're going to get so much hate mail. Oh, I know. Right. Over. So Go ahead. Email I mean, me. I mean, over the years, She-Hulk has been used as kind of like a comedic figure. She can she can break the fourth wall. She can talk to the reader, much much like Deadpool. OK, um, she's also been used as as cheesecake for for fanboys. Hey, I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, she was one of the first green women I was ever in love with. That's not true. It's not true. Who's the first? Star Trek. No, even before Star Trek. Even before Star Trek. It was, no, even, yeah, wow, yeah. No, I was the green one from Star Trek. Oh, my bro. God. had such a crush on Green Hulk uh, uh, when, when I was a teenager. But, um, I'm sorry, who? Green, green, she, green, green, she Hulk. Thank you, because you're like, yeah. Green Hulk, and I'm like, you know, whatever. Oh, All right, cool, bro. I, I don't know. My, my, cool. my, my brain's not, I coughed out half, half my brain. Anyway, um, so in this new series, Hulk, I mean, you notice they've done away with the she. It's not about you know. It's it's she is, she's the Hulk. No, I mean, you can't she, gender identify. She is now the Hulk. Mm. So I mean, Jennifer Walters is being used to explore how people cope with the aftermath of of horrible things, which is, it really reminds me of some of the great work that Peter David did when he worked on the uh, original Incredible Hulk in 1987. So you know your complaint about the Hulk? Ah, he's just a roided out dude, smashes tanks and and all of that. Yes. Peter David, when he started writing on the Hulk. He turned it more into a story about trauma, that that Bruce Banner was this guy who had had this horrible childhood, and the only way that he could cope with it was repressing all of his feelings of anger. And that's what, uh, when he got exposed to the, the accident. The radiation, that's what came out. That's what came out. That's what the Hulk represents. The Hulk is his id. The Hulk is the unbridled uh, release of all of this trauma. You, did you ever think that maybe David Banner should have bought a car? How did the show end every episode? <sighs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, do, do. You know, in this age, he would be getting an Uber. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> he, he, be, he wouldn't be doing the sad walk anywhere. He he'd, he'd be doing an Uber. He wouldn't. Um, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to No, no, no. Just, hey, these are the questions. That this is, hey, this is what this show's about, sir. This is what we do. Um, so If you don't like it. Tough. I guess so. Because um, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. See what's fun about this is I can start with things and then you just <laughs> light it up. And then we're not talking about the Hulk anymore. See, all right. So, w- with this story, I mean, she. So the Jennifer's no longer being portrayed as this comedic figure. Now, now she is. She is like this tragic figure. She's been turned into this this trauma victim. Um, and whereas before her her transformation into She Hulk was used to symbolize empowerment and hedonism, now uh, the transformation takes on a very different meaning. It's it's a metaphor of, of what it I, what I imagine it being like for someone with PTSD when they start having the memories of a, of a traumatic event right. come back, um, and and even the description of the transformation itself, uh, Jennifer describes it as being almost intrusive, almost like she's being violated by by her memories, uh, and and so now instead of empowerment, she feels powerless uh, when when the transformation uh, occurs and. And you see in the story that you know she's afraid of losing control, uh, and which is a trait typically associated with her cousin. And now, you know, even visually, she looks different. She she's got the gray skin now with these these cracks of of just cracks in her skin of lotion. green under no no doesn't need lotion. Oh. Um, so I, I really love with what uh, Marie and Connie have done. They they've struck a great balance here between the seriousness of the subject matter while maintaining brief moments of comic relief. So I mentioned that she's an attorney in the book, right? So right. all of her clients happen to be uh, super-powered individuals. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So didn't She represented Matt Murdock, didn't she? I don't know if I she... Think, or she was on the council during the Daredevil trials. I, I think, you know, at, at, uh, I know that she was busy during the original Civil War in a courtroom. She probably has. She, she probably has. Um but there, are, you know, there are some funny moments. Uh, you know, the, I forget this very large woman, like a giantess or, or something like that, is complaining about how uh, the store is uh, suing her. There's a store suing her because she crushed all of their furniture because she was trying it out. You know, little kind of funny moments like that. Uh, and then you have this very serious moment where, where you know, the, uh, the the client that she's representing is this shut-in uh, who is about to be evicted out of her home. And her story, it's great. It sort of parallels Jen's own story of trauma. Oh. So, so the woman, her name is uh, Maze, um, was attacked and in her own way has become a prisoner to her own fear. She, she, she's become an agoraphobic. She doesn't leave her ap- apartment uh, since, since being attacked. What? You, you're making a face. Yeah. What? They, s- they stole this. They, what, what do you mean? The new Green Lantern. Oh yeah, she's an agoraphobic also. Well, I mean, come on, it's not like uh, come on, dude, green, yeah, and uh, now agoraphobic. Uh, I, 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 and female. Well, it, no, Jennifer is not agoraphobic. She's just afraid of turning into the Hulk. She doesn't want to turn into the to the Hulk anymore. Tomato, potato. <laughs> um, what's bad about this book? <laughs> yeah, hey, Chris. What's bad about this? Oh. <laughs> Chris is, my ears kind of perked up a little bit. Just the lack, the lack of interest. Ears, up my ears. is palpable. Um, the pacing is slower than your your typical capes and tights book, um, but uh, but it does so in service of the story. Just to give you an idea, Jennifer does not transform into the Hulk until issue six. It sounds like 
you know, one of those movies where you're expecting the monster and they don't turn into the monster or the superhero until like 45 minutes in. It's like the last Batman movie. Remember? He was only Batman for like 30 minutes. Yeah, and yeah. And it didn't happen until like at least the third act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, yeah. Um, only, uh, in my opinion, this is a better story. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, so it, it, I don't, it's not a negative for me. Oh, I was talking Christian Bale. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah, the one yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, that's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, we just learned something new. Um, awesome. So, um, you know, it's not, no, I, I think, I think the story is very, that's how highly, I think it's a very good story in this. Yeah. So I, I think the pacing is not negative unless, you know, you're looking for an action-focused story. So I'm just going to read just one of the lines that, from it that uh just one of my favorite moments and this is jennifer kind of describing it just kind of conveys what the transformation now means uh this is what happens now when i think about what happened to me it used to feel strong changing becoming something powerful now it feels like dying like a truck driving through my heart and so that that's that's her as she's trying to fight off Sir, <laughs> sir, yes, go go ahead. Oh my God! What what do you? Yes, I I don't know, man. You're not feeling it. No, you're not picking down what they're. No, you're not picking up what they're putting down. No, you're not, not smelling what they're cooking. No, no, I am, and I'm I'm <laughs> calling the fire department. Ah, all right, all right. Well, what what, what what do you want? What what you've been reading? You want to any, anyway? Before we move on to yeah, that, yeah, just yeah, real yeah, quick, go ahead. it's Finish called your sob story. it's called Hulk one through six. If you're looking for a good, well paced story that uh, kind of harkens back, this to isn't it. The, the the days of Peter David. Uh, Jay recommends it. Chris does not. All, All right. right. What 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 you've been reading, buddy? So I wanted to do a little bit of uh, rereads. Okay. You know, going back to stuff, but I'm also reading stuff that. I knew existed, but it was one of those where I'm like, I haven't read that. I need to. I need to pick that mm-hmm. up. So, one of my favorite comic books, actually one of some of the first comic books I ever read, was the Indiana Jones series, the continuations of the Indiana Jones during yeah, the 80s yeah. and 90s. Remember those? Well, was that Dark Horse that yes. published those? Yes. Okay. Well, they put out an uh, an omnibus, volume one. Love that word, omnibus. Omnibus. Awesome? Omnibus. So I had read that a couple years ago, and then. A couple weeks, I was like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, I wonder if they made any more of those. Well, it turns out they've made four. So there's there's four o- omnibus. Right Omnibuy? Yeah, Omnibuy. <laughs> so I'm going to buy them. That's I'm going to buy the Omnibuy. I'm going to buy them. So I bought volume two and I started reading it. And um, I want to tell you my favorite story uh, so far. Please, yeah. So it was released. April through July of 1995. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's see. Where was I? I was in high school. I was in my sophomore year. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Jay is old. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Actually, nope. Yeah, fourth grade. Um, so, anyway, this is written by, it was written by Elaine Lee. Uh, it was, oh, God. It's giving me everybody. So, anyway, it was written by her, and, like, 17 other people were involved, and it is called Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny. Oh, oh, I like that. Right? I like that. So, of course, you know, we're looking for the spear that, of course, pierced the side of Christ, you know, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of, uh, a lot of Christian mythology uh, with the yeah, Indiana Jones of franchise. The Ark of the Covenant, yeah. the uh, cool. Holy Grail. Right. Uh, Jesus' do-rag. Yeah, I, 
believe that's called The Shroud. You didn't read that one? No, no, no. Well, anyway, so this one picks up right as the third one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, The Last Crusade ends. Really? Okay. Literally, it's panel for panel where he's hanging out and he's like, Dad, I can almost get it. And he's like, Indiana. Indiana, let it go. And he's, ah, okay. So anyway, it, it takes up, like, right as they're leaving. They even did the Lost in His Own Museum. Oh, know? that's cool. And it picks up, like, right where it goes. So, and then it's, like, sometime later, and it does little nuances and little tie-ins. Like, um, they're in, I think they're in Wales. And he comes to find out his father mm-hmm. has been invited to a grail seminar so that way they can try to find the location of the grail. <laughs> and Been I'm, there, done that. I know, I'm kind of like... <laughs> Noobs. I, I wouldn't be sat there like, you know, the, the cat that ate the canary the entire time where he's like, I found it. I found it, I know where it is, and I've also slept with your mother. I've lost it. <laughs> I dropped it. But anyway, so it picks up and they find out that they're going to have to find the Spear of Destiny. Well... Indy gets a job in Ireland, and while in Ireland, he is excavating a uh, Celtic, um, it's a a burial mound, you know, one of the giant burial mounds, and it is... Homer Simpson here. You never told me that this house was built on an Indian burial ground! No, you didn't! Oh, yeah? Well, that's not my recollection. Yeah, well, goodbye. He says he mentioned it six or seven times. Anyway. <laughs> so, it goes on. <laughs> you like that? I totally just... <laughs> We're just not going to talk about what happened. <laughs> Magic. Magic, yes. All right, so... <laughs> I'm, on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, so he goes through the burial mount. Well, it comes to find out that they find inscriptions. Now, this is before Christ and everything like that. The Spear of Destiny, or the Spear of Longinus, oh, as you okay. will. Longinus was the man who stabbed Christ. Okay. And just a little bit of theory there. Mm-hmm, but anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, so the Spear of Destiny was actually an ancient weapon, and it was actually brought to the people by the Celtic gods. Oh, okay. All right. Right. So... Indy decides that uh, he needs a little help. So who does he ask? His father. All right. So you get another Jones Boys All adventure. Right. Oh, cool. So, cool. But you get little nu- – see, and I like it because you get little nuances. Like Indy's on this boat, and the captain is arguing with him. And he's like uh, – what does he say to him? He says something to the effect of he's like, uh, uh, you know, the last time we were on a boat, you know, things didn't go so well, and now I had to buy a new boat because it was the guy's boat. And he's like, the last time I had you on my boat, you know, it sank like that. And he looks right, and he goes, right. by the way, did you end up getting that little bobble like that? And he looks and he goes, are you talking about Coronado's Cross? No, it, it went to a museum. So it was his <laughs> boat that blew up. <laughs> little callbacks yeah, to – Yeah, little uh, callbacks to the movies. Cool, and cool. So, but all in all, like I said, it was it was a great movie. I, I, or a great movie. It was a great It comic. felt like a movie. No, it really did, and I love these stories. Um, so – like I said, if you get the chance, go go pull back these and and read them. I are you reading them in print or are you reading them on comics? Oh no, they're in print. Yeah, I they're have in print. Them. Okay, all right, excellent. Okay, 
Let's do some movie talk. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. This Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. All right. Um... Well, a little movie came out recently. Uh, blew up the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wonder Woman, of Wonder course. Woman. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. I, I honestly will tell you this, and you you know how I am about this. I've always felt her character is meh. You know, didn't excite you. Not not really. I went into this not expecting anything. I really didn't. I mean, isn't that the way you should go into a movie though? Maybe expect nothing. Yeah, you know, expect yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I suppose uh, we should say. So Chris and I, are, we're going to be doing our, our review now of Wonder Woman. It's going to be a little spoiler heavy. So if you don't want to listen to the spoilers, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, you may want to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward, sir. All right. So go ahead. No, no, no. Keep keep going. No. So, but like I said, I, I walked in and I wasn't expecting anything. I'm like, all right, this will be great. You know, we'll see how it is. But I got to tell you, man, this was pretty damn good. You liked it. It was pretty damn good. Right, right. What'd you like about it? All right, this is DC's Captain America. I think so. This is DC's. I, I th- it I it think is. So. It's a period piece. Right. It's exactly what it is. I liked. Um, it was a good storytelling. Yeah. It was a good explanation. Um, Pacing was solid. Yeah. I th- like I said, I thought it was r- the action. I loved a lot of the fight sequences and the way things were it's just everything fun watching her kick ass as wonder woman well not even just that i mean everything see you got to understand a fight is like a dance okay and if one person doesn't know how to dance the fight looks like shit and that's just how it works yeah it's think of like a a, a clock if all the cogs don't work correctly the clock is never going to tell time so with that i mean just you know the way that their hands went and everything was just you know uh very precise it was very very good but it also made Chore- also choreography op- was excellent yes. yeah and it also opened up parts of other worlds i don't know if you noticed it there are other things that happened in that movie no no what, okay. what do you mean well first off um i do like that bruce wayne is kind of in the movie yeah yeah there, there's a there's a kind of an allusion but to he's kind of not yeah yeah, yeah. So, do you know what this kind of reminded me of? What? Th- this is Titanic. The, uh, exp- Think about it. Exp- yeah, 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 okay. This is Titanic. I, I see the elements there. You got a, uh, an, a character kind of reminiscing about uh, a lost an object. love. An object. Uh, and getting an object back that sort of reminds her of a lost love. Right. Okay, all right, so I'm with you. That's what I kind of thought of. But anyway, um, they, they were very, very uh, close to the comic. I thought that was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but anyway, the other thing in it, I don't know if you noticed or not, who was the female villain in it? Oh, uh, I, I may pronounce, mispronounce her name. I, I want to say Moreau, uh, po- Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison, yeah. Do you know what she's famous for? Poison? Yes. <laughs> but she also creates a little thing. Did you notice with... Uh, the uh, the German officer. 
What happened that he gave him? Oh, uh, it's uh, it enhanced his strength. Is you think that's venom? Do you, do you think it's that's the beginning stages of venom? Do you no, think it's it, the it is? Cool, cool. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. So wow, she okay. also is the creation of of that because okay. she lives. They make her live. Um, yeah, she she does. I, you know, I um, I hadn't made that connection, but that's. My. You know what, Krista? One of the things I kind of liked about this movie was it didn't seem very preoccupied with setting up a cinematic universe. No, no, it really didn't. It, it just re- kind of did its own thing. It was interested in telling its own story, and I, I th- that was really a strength. And I, I think you know some of my complaints about some of the earlier DC movies have been that they've been more focused on setting up the next movie and not telling their own story. Um yeah, d- was that all? Everything that you liked uh, about it, or was there, were there more you wanted um, to say? No, I think I'm good. Go ahead. Well, I I, I think you and I are right. Uh, we're aligned on this one, buddy, because I I really enjoyed this movie. Right. Uh, in fact, I, you know, I had to kind of take a step back and think about why do I like this so much? Do I like this because just on its own merits? Do I like it because it's the first modern DC movie that I think is actually a right. good movie? So I didn't want that to color wait it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Man of Steel. It wasn't terrible, but I, I walked out of Wonder Woman feeling the way I wanted to feel when I walked out of Superman. Uh, I felt inspired. I out of Superman that way. I felt inspired walking. I, I still can't get past him snapping Zod's neck. Uh, eh. Yeah, I, I can't get past that. I walked out of Wonder Woman feeling inspired. Wonder Woman, for me, has become for the DC that Superman was supposed to be. Uh, I think, uh, just a couple things, Gal Gadot's uh, portrayal, awesome. Very, very well. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to say, Tatiana, uh, we had an interview recently. Tatiana Diktar. With Tatiana Diktar, and I'll I'll say she was absolutely right. Yes, Miss Miss Diktar, you are absolutely correct. Absolutely right. You were were correct to caution us. Gal Gadot hits it out of the park. I hereby rescind any comments that I have ever made. No, no, of I, her. no, no. The thing was, we weren't making fun of Gal Gadot. What we said was, we thought Tatiana was the greatest Wonder Woman ever. And I gotta kind of take that back. She's number two. She, she's a number two. And but you know what? There's no shame in being uh, number two to yeah. to Gal Gadot. No, no, I, I gave uh, no. Uh, she, Gal Gadot. Uh, I was really impressed with her skills and as an actress. And you know what came through for me in her performance that was just essential to this character. Yes. She conveys this warmth. I don't know if you picked up on it when you were watching Oh, no, it, I did. Like, there's this you, strength. You want to hug her. Yeah. Like, you, you just want to, like, you, you get a feeling like if, if this were a real person, like, she would be the nicest, kindest, warmest person that you would ever want to be around. It's this kindness while also... Being this badass warrior. Right. Well, you know, it's something else, by the way, I, I noticed. And I, I'll give you an example, and I really like this. Yeah. Remember I was saying it was close to the comics? Yeah, yeah. You know they stole something from a newer comic book? Was it the ice cream moment? Yes. I love that. Yes. I love the Because in Justice League War, when they did the cartoon, yeah. she goes, she's like, what is this? And she's like, you should be very proud of yourself. But she's like threatening with this guy with a sword. He's like, whatever, lady, just take it. You know, and she's like, you should be very, very proud of your craft. And, like, they use that. She's so she's so earnest. Yeah. She's so earnest, and that's captured so well. And, and the other thing. And also for me, for the time, that's the thing for me is yes. it's a time period piece. So for right, me, I'm right, going right. to love it anyway. But what I love is what was going on during that time. 
Oh, we, we had uh, women's suffrage yes. going on. So at that time, women are looked as second class citizens. And here comes this woman who can do all of, like, she's like, how can you fight in this? Like, I just goes, oh, well, we don't. You know, right. I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I looked at him like, that's my woman. Uh, uh, agreed. And and the uh, the one other thing, too, that Gal Gadot conveys so well is you really get a sense of this compassion that she has for all of humanity. Like there's even a moment where there's a moment where they're walking on the bridge and she encounters some uh, soldier injured soldiers coming back. And the look on her face when she comes across the suffering and just th- well, there's that. But she's also mad at him because she's like, we need to be there. Well, and that, that's the compassion. That's yeah. the compassion I'm talking about. So uh, Gal Gadot just really hit it out of the park uh, with her performance. Uh, I'm so impressed with her as an actor. And uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. I will say, in all honesty, mm-hmm. um, there are two people that needed to be in this movie that were not. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of upset. Who's that? I think... Um, I can't. I can. I can never remember their Greek names. But anyway, the the female general, the Amazon general. Yes. 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 That either needed to be uh, Lucy Lawless, or <laughs> no, seriously, that needed to be like Lucy Lawless uh-huh. because, in in my eye, she's done her voice for so long, and she really is the original badass. Yeah. When it comes to that, yeah. And also, of course, you know who we needed in there. No, who else? The original mean? Wonder Woman. Uh, it would, yeah. We little, got a special credit, like a thank you. A little Linda Carter. Uh, we got a thank uh, Linda Carter, but I was like, I was like, oh come on, you could have done a little. You bit would better. have liked a little cameo in there. Um, was there anything you didn't like? Uh, I have a couple. There were a few lines that uh, the way that they were delivered, I just, you know, I, I thought they, I don't, I don't know, I, I thought they could have been delivered a little better, but, um. Not much. I mean, there's really not much that I, d- I didn't care for with it. What, what, what okay, did you? Okay, well, sit back and uh, pull up a chair. All right. What? Chris has got a few. Okay. Okay. First off, there's there's a huge debate going on right now, and I totally agree with it. There's the scene where they're at this dinner party, and Diana is walking with this beautiful, big, flowy dress. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Sword tucked in between her butt cheeks. <laughs> so here's the problem, though. First off, yes. So. She has that sword. And uh-huh. now women are online like, like I can hide a sword. Look it. Okay. No, 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 no. Here's the thing you don't <laughs> understand. Okay. That thing is like mega sharp. It's going to just, you know, slice anything it comes Gonna across. Touch your butt cheeks. Hey, you know? <laughs> so we had that. Then in that same kind of scene in that area, when she hops on the horse and starts running after them, what does she do? Uh, oh, takes her dress off. Yeah. Strips and it off. And she magically has her armor on underneath it. Because here's the thing. That dress was way too flowy and way too tight for it to even... You would have seen her armor just bulking out from underneath <laughs> it. You were able to see her tatas. So, therefore, you would not have seen her, her chest plate. You could you could see her tatas, so you couldn't see her, her plate plate. Yes. So, <laughs> I was kind of upset. I'm looking and I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Well, it, it, I, I suppose if that's the only nope, problem. there's more. Oh, there's more. Okay. There's more. All right. So Go on. Finally, uh-huh. I do like the reveal of who Ares is. Yes, I, I enjoyed that also, uh, I, Professor Lupin. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't expect it, even though I knew he was playing Ares. Oh, I didn't I knew, know that. I knew he oh, was I did, playing I Ares, know and I totally forgot. I, I didn't know that. But that was a nice twist. But there's something that I don't like. Okay. 
the armor seemed way too CGI, like it was a little rough. Uh, yes. It seemed a little rough yes. to me. Yes. It seemed rushed. Yes. But then also for me, that is way too. And Jen, Jen even agreed with me. He's way too thin and small of a guy. And I look at him, I'm like, Meh. all right. I get it. It's kind of cool, but not really. I, 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 I'm going to echo those sentiments, Chris, because there were a few times where the now, CGI looked a little glaring. If you had like Liam Neeson, who's around the same, and but he's got that more of that bigger stature, I would have looked uh, at him and be like, okay, I'm good with it. However, on the other hand, though, you got to look at it. Like, we've always said this. Superman doesn't need to be muscular. Right. He's the strongest being on Earth. Right. So, therefore, we could look at this and go, okay, he's an old, frail dude. However, he's a god. He's a god, yeah. So, he could pretty much be whatever he wants. But I just looked at it, and it just it didn't fit. Not, not it to felt to me that he did not fit in that role. Not not to mention, well, I, I think it's a perfect disguise. Oh, yeah. Because he was hiding in plain sight. Yeah, he was hiding in plain sight. I mean, it's, it's a perfect disguise. I mean, you're going to think – I mean, you, if you're Ares and you're trying to be incognito – uh, I would think you would take the form of a f- you. So, um, okay, all right. Any nah. other gripes? Um, I, I mean, like I said, I liked the love. You know, the the love relationship. I thought it was pretty good. Love the chemistry with Chris really Pine. Well. Yeah, I thought, and uh, the, I thought they did really well. He was my other favorite thing about the movie. Chris Pine is fantastic. I still want him as Green Lantern, though. You want him? You want him to be Green Lantern? I did. Yeah. I, I did. I really did. Because he's got that attitude, and he's so cool, and, you know, it's Kirk with a ring. He, he brought a lot to this role. I no, really, li- I really liked him as Steve Trevor. He, um, it was. I did not like them killing him off, though. Yeah, yeah. He Captain uh, America di- He Captain America did. He did. He did. Except but he's not in the ice. I was, I was disappointed that he died. However, Chris, I will say it does add a lot more emotional resonance to the story. Meh. One of the, one of the, Meh. One of the reasons, you know— if I have a complaint about any of the Marvel movies, there are there are no stakes. Nobody dies. That's I not mean, true. Quick, quick. Okay, Quicksilver. Quicksilver's died. Yeah. And Agent Coulson, maybe. And if, unless you watch Agents of Shield. Uh, hello, Rhodey's been crippled. Okay, but he's not. De- there's, there's. Yeah, just, but he might as well be. But Chris, if you look now, at, he's Iron Wheelchair. If you look at the Marvel, mo- he's gonna be back on his feet in no time. He's got an iron suit. I, I, my point is, if you look at the Marvel movies. Traditionally, there's just and and most comic book movies in general, Ronan. There's no stakes. Yeah, I get it. There's no stakes. So, killing off Steve Trevor, Trevor, mm, excuse me, makes sense because and it also it makes it that much more poignant when she's looking at that picture. Yeah, I get it. I just I, I don't know. You like him because you like him as a character, yeah, and, yeah. and you want to see him doing more cool things. Like I was hoping that you know maybe he had stayed around and he became like a general. And, you know, leading for World War Two, And, you know, that was the thing, too, that I kind of laughed at was I was like, well, they can't do World War Two. It's basically Captain America. So, of course, I got to go back to World War One because they're like, we did it first. <laughs> we got there first. We did it before it was cool. You know, so like I said, all in all, it was, this was pretty high. Rating. How, all right. So uh, how many uh, how many uh, Wonder Woman uh, bracelets of uh, what, what, what do you call those things that she wears? Her bracelets? Yeah. What are they, don't they have a name? No. No, they don't have any name? Okay, how many invisible jets do you give this? Out of? Out of ten. A good solid eight. You give it eight? I'll okay. give it an eight. All right, I'm going to give it eight and a half. I'm going to give okay. it eight and, a, eight and a half invisible so jets. So eight that fly and one that's meh. <laughs> I, I like this. It got me excited for the DC universe. 
Uh, it did, you asked me before the show, did this get me excited for uh, uh, Justice, Justice League? League? And uh, it did. It, it got me excited in that I want to see more of Gal Gadot All right. as well, Wonder Woman. I know we're going to talk a little bit later with Toybox, but I do want to say they did release the Justice League action figures. Yeah? Yeah, okay. They are beautiful. Re- uh, the uh, movie figures? Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. They are, they are beautiful, so awesome. I, I will say. But awesome. Anyway. Fantastic. Uh, what else we got going on, Well, uh, we, we had uh, 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 you know we had the passing of an American icon uh, this past week. All right, so... Yeah, go ahead and announce it, because I, I have a story with this. Well, uh, w- as many of you know, we lost Adam West, uh, the, the very first Batman, uh, extremely talented actor. Mayor. Uh, mayor of Quahog. Uh, just from what I hear from other people, just an all-around, just nice, sweetheart of a man. Do you know what he referred to himself as and what everybody referred to him as? No, no. The Bright Knight. Ah, <laughs> I like that. I and like I that. I do, too, and that's really how he was, you know? I know back in the 60s he was kind of a dick. Like, you know, was he? I, yeah. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, I did hear some funny stories, you know, like back in the – yeah, it was kind of full of himself. You know, like, I'm Batman. I can do whatever the fuck I want kind of a thing. And well, he, he kind of was. He kind of could. Um, so I, I have two stories with that. And sure, I also sure. have kind of a, 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 a way that Adam, Adam – you know, Adam West affected me as well. Yeah, so, yeah All right, yeah. so listen to this. Read somewhere. That Frank Gorshin, the Riddler, and Adam West okay. got thrown out of an orgy because they would not s- get out of their characters. Get out of here. I swear to God. No way. I swear to God. So like they show confirmed. up to an orgy as Batman and the Riddler. Y- yeah, pretty much. And oh they my were like, God. Riddler, unhand her. Get on. <laughs> He's doing Good that kind God. of stuff. So <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of, I was like, that's kind of classy. I kind of like that. Good boy. Out of boy. Nice job. Let me just tell you if, if I ever. Uh, uh, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to ever, ever portray Batman on screen. Forget an orgy. I'm showing up everywhere dressed in my Batman suit. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right. So, you know, what's funny is back in college, I took a uh, public speaking, you know, uh, class. Mm-hmm. You kind of had to. Right, right. And uh, one of the things they said, you had to either write a, a toast or a eulogy. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm going to write a eulogy. All right, all right. I'm going to pick somebody who's never going to die. I picked Adam West. Oh, wow. And, like, I was like, God, I wish I could have written this. I would have, you know. Well, I mean, technically, Chris, there's no one that's never going to die, so. Well, I mean, but, you know, and here's the thing, though. So I wrote it, and I had, like, this black and white picture of him, and I put it up, one of my favorite quotes that Adam West has ever used out of Batman. Uh Uh-huh. All is fair in love and war is also fair in crime fighting. <laughs> so I love that line. I've always right. used that line. So it's that's something I had. So here's my personal thing. It, it wasn't uh, some days you can't get rid of a bomb? No, no. I Because mean, that's, 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 that's another good one. It's very true, but, you know. But here's the <laughs> thing. Well, there's either nuns or ducks or a marching band. <laughs> um, so last year at Megacon uh-huh. was the big uh, Adam West and Burt Ward uh, signing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I, as soon as that happened, I had been planning that entire year, mm-hmm. and I said, "That's it. I'm meeting Adam West. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay." It was a hundred dollars to get an autograph. Mm-hmm. I had bought a comic book. I actually had a really cool uh, Batman 1966. Uh, you know the remakes that they were doing, mm-hmm. but it was Batman and Robin meet the Green Hornet and Kato. 
Okay. So right. you know me, and I love the Green Hornet case. So I was sure, like, oh, this sure. going to be kind of cool. And I bet you maybe Adam, you know, maybe hasn't seen this. Maybe it'll be something you could talk about. Sure, sure. So I'm like, I brought it with me right? to MegaCon. I'm like, I'm going to have him sign it. I'm going to have him sign it. Well, the first day I go to MegaCon, I happen to stumble into a uh, Q&A. It was with Kevin Conroy. Oh, all right. Uh, also, Mr. Batman. At that moment, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to meet Adam West at a later time. I know he'll be around. Oh. I'm going to go meet Kevin Conroy. So I went and met Kevin Conroy. But I sat in the 1966 Batmobile. So, you know, I had a little bit of a... But you, had, you had a slight brush with, uh, with Adam West. Yes, but the thing was, is I remember being like, I'm like, he'll be there. He'll be around. He'll be around. So it was just... Kind of sad that Adam Wee has passed away. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we've definitely, we've lost a great entertainer and, uh, Just know. an all-around nice guy. Like, every story I've ever heard, like, later on, he really, really was a nice guy. Just a, and, just a and, gem. And, you know, and the thing is, it's like, he felt, actually, for a while, that Batman kind of ruined his career. Because that that was all he was known for. Pe- That's people couldn't see him as anything casted. but that. He couldn't get any work. But then, as our generation kind of grew up, you noticed he got more popular. You know, with Family Guy, with right. you know, like he was in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I think it was the f- kind of their way of saying that we love you, and this is you know, you're still, you know, uh, present to us. We still want you around. Sure. So sure. Well, at M- Mr. West, Adam, we will miss you. Absolutely. Thank you for the memories. Um. All right. Uh. One. One other last piece of uh, yeah, mo- movie lo- news. I, I, this is sad, but also it's kind of nice. No, I think it's mostly sad. <laughs> uh, the end part's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. The, I guess the end. So we got uh, Joss Whedon now replacing Zack Snyder as the director of Justice League. Right. Which uh, you know, uh, you know, Zack Snyder dealing with some personal family tragedy. Yeah, it was, that was terrible. Uh, I uh. Uh, to be honest, when I saw this story, I was kind of surprised because I thought the Justice League was kind of done. It was like in the in the can. I, I think they pretty much had like the principal shots done, but I think that was pretty much it because they're going back now and they're reshooting. They're doing a lot of reshoots. But just what a uh, interesting twist that you would have the man that brought the Avengers right to the screen now at the helm of Justice, Justice League. League. It's well, just here's so the thing, though. Not and then this is nothing against Zack Snyder. Like I said, I I, I think he's a brilliant director. Mm-hmm. I love the way that he is. Mm-hmm. But I looked and I'm like, oh no! I was like, look at this. DC's got Marvel's golden goose. No kidding. I was like, all right. I I feel though that uh, Joss was a little burnt out with Marvel after. Uh, Avengers 7. No, Avengers 2, because everyone was bitching about Avengers 2 of Age of Ultron, and they didn't like this. And I thought it was good. Yeah, well, I, he, I guess he took a lot of flack about it. People Shut were, your were, fucking mouth. Shut was, your pie holes. It was good. Leave the man alone. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's weird. I, I felt like the need to include that as part of our movie talk, because it's just such a bizarre turn of events. No, I agree with you. So... It remains to be seen what influence you'll have. I, I, I'm definitely curious to go see the Justice League movie now for a couple different reasons. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. All right, uh, let's do some toy box. Does it get those wonderful toys? Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. All right, man, what do you got? I am super excited about this. Uh, you actually, you helped me uh, with this acquisition. Uh, 
we're going to be doing a live unboxing here. A uh, literal unboxing. A literal unboxing. We uh, we talked about this uh, back when we were talking about the uh, the to- uh, what was it the uh, toy at no the toy in Comic Con. What am I thinking of? It was the the big toy convention that they had. the San yeah, Diego yeah. San Diego Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con, but it was also like a toy con or something. There, that yeah, they, they, they were talking them. about the toys, and this is Chris. Help me locate it. At great personal expense well, to him. You located it. I just traveled. I, I and lo- I fought off six ninjas to get it. And I thank you for that, sir. That's that's what I do here. You're a gentleman and a scholar and a warrior. That is what I do here. Um, this is of course the Marvel Legends two pack. Two pack, and it's a Toys R Us exclusive. You yeah you you won't be able to find this uh, anywhere else, uh, not on the secondary market. This is the two pack that includes the Spider Man and Mary Jane Watson. Uh, it's Captain Guilty. It's Captain. It's Captain Guilty. But what's cool about this? I mean, first of all, let me just say I'm I'm very excited about this because this is the first time I I have always you know I'm such a completist when it comes to my action figures. Don't you have an Aunt May figure? I don't. Gotta I don't. It's, we got to find an. Aunt, that's she's next on the list. Working on it. You're gonna find an Aunt. But it's got to be. It can't just be any old Aunt May figure. It has to be an Aunt May figure that is in scale right. with the Marvel Legends figure. So. Up until this point, the only Marvel Legends scale uh, Mary Jane figure I had was the Spider-Man 2 right, figure, with, where yeah. she was like Kirsten Dunst and was in kind of the dress. But yeah, I, I did not have snaggletooth. Com- um, I did Sorry. not have a comic accurate Mary Jane, and uh, and so I mean that was one of the reasons I was so excited about this figure, and uh, so I'm pulling Mary Jane out first. Here, here she is, right out of the box. So we she get. She looks good. She, she. I've heard people comment that the face sculpt it's is somewhere. Looks li- well, no, looks like uh, Emma Stone. T- take a oh look yeah, and see. Can yeah. you see that? No, yeah, I can. Now but it's basically a Jean Grey head. Take, take a little bit, uh, a closer look there, Chris. Look at the detail. She's got freckles. No. They put freckles on her face. Don't be a son of a bitch. Look at that. So uh, the the. Uh, the the painting you know the paint applications are great I, you know what I could ever go on YouTube and check out the channel of this guy Shardimus Prime he does these really fantastic uh, toy reviews and he's got a great toy review of this this two pack so it, it's it's going to do it better justice than than I can do it now um, but um, I think uh, Chris is making Mary Jane do gang signs what is what is that that she's, she's her arms over each hold on. What, what, good Lord, sir, what are, what are you doing? Same thing you were doing to my figures the last <laughs> time. <laughs> um, so the Mary Jane Here, figure. You know what's really cool about the paint application? What? The button on her jeans are actually painted. In It's incredible detail. And the, oh, I got to give her a purse. The, the jeans even look a little uh, washed out. The funny thing about the purse accessory that comes with her is essentially it's the satchel that comes with all of the goblin figures. <laughs> <laughs> So does that mean they're goblin? carrying a man bag? Wait, does that but does that mean that Goblin carries a purse? It's not a purse. It's European. Um. So opening up now the uh, the Spider Man figure. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not gonna like this purse. Uh, I'm not gonna like this purse. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Is it? Uh, it's not Dolce and Gabbana. No, it's not even that. It just it doesn't fit. It's not made for this figure. Oh man, it's made for a Goblin figure. So. So, so I'm opening the uh, the Spider-Man now, um, Chris. I, I I don't know if you uh, you haven't been reading. Uh, no, no, I Spider- have. You have. 
So if you take a look at the costume, yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's done in the, the this is the modern interpretation of uh, of the Spider-Man figure of the excuse me the Spider-Man character, uh, where he has the incandescent uh, spider uh, on uh, on his chest, uh, and the the newer design, and um, and even the eyes. If you look at the the eyes on the uh, the masked face that comes with it. There's a little bit of green incandescence, um, uh, apparently, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> kind of throwing you off, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's throw, throwing there. me off a little bit. Chris, uh, doing a little puppet show, uh, over there for, uh, for my benefit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, I'm looking now at the, take the, a look at him. the sculpt for, uh, for Peter Parker. That, another one of the reasons why I was so excited about this figure. That's Andrew Garfield. Do you think so? Look at it. Do you, you think so? Look at it. That is not Tom Holland. Oh no, it's definitely not I know, Tom but Holland. That's Andrew Garfield. I don't know if it's look I, at the smirk. If I think as much, uh, if it's uh, Andrew Garfield, or if it's it's definitely a very comic accurate representation of uh, of Spider Man. Uh, but the unmasked face was one of the accessories I was really excited about for this figure because uh, I I don't have I I don't have uh, any uh, unmasked versions of uh, of Spider Man. Chris is pulling up a picture of Andrew Garfield. Um, okay, all right, I'll, I'll grant you that. I can, I can see that. Um, and uh, and so now we have it. And and one of the things that's that I'm really loving, Chris, about the Marvel Legends, is how you can swap pieces and parts. Yeah, I do like now, that. Um, you know, a, a lot of the heads can be uh, re- replaced. Now he's got multiple hands too, right? Yes, he does. He 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 does. He has. I want to take he, a look has at him. he has multiple. Sure, yeah. Take take a look at him. He has, he has multiple hands. Uh, you get a sense of, you get a set of wall crawling hands. You get uh, fisted hands, <laughs> and phrasing, and uh, a set of uh, thwipping hands for uh, for lack of thwip 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 for for lack of a better word. Um, uh, I I love this. I've been excited about this uh, two pack. Uh, of course, yeah, because we have to have the figures doing all manner of obscene uh, gestures. Uh, I've been uh, I've been excited. Apparently, not as excited as Peter Parker is right now, but uh, uh-huh. I, I I've been incredibly uh, excited for these figures uh, ever since I heard that they were coming out. And uh, buddy, I I just I gotta thank you uh, for going out of your way to uh, to pick this up for me. Uh, anytime, man. Like uh, I said. So I know what it's well, like as being a bounty hunter, we know what it's like trying to find figures that we're looking for our collection that we need and for us not to be able to have it. And what a perfect segue, Chris, to remind people of our toy bounty hunting service. Are you looking for a figure? Are you is there a particular thing that's on your your grail list that you have not been able to find? Do the scalpers having have you pulling your hair out? Are they charging $110 billion for a figure that should only cost $19.99? Not to worry. Chris and Jay, your friendly neighborhood not-for-profit toy bounty hunters, are here to help. Here's how it works. It's really simple. If there's a figure you're looking for, you simply email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. We will try to locate the figure for you, either uh, if we can... We'll tell you where you can find it yourself, so you can go get it. If in extreme cases, if we have to, we'll uh, get it for. If we'll you go get it for we'll you, we'll get it for you if you front us the money and for the shipping, and we will send it off to you because at no added expense. Because that is this is not for profit. This is just connecting nerds with their toys. <laughs> All right, um, that's going to wrap it up for Toy Box. Just uh, 
just want to let people know about some things that are uh, upcoming. I, I'm so excited. We have some really exciting interviews coming uh, our way. Yeah, you've kind of done it now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've opened the floodgates. I mean, I, I when we first started this podcast, I, I really didn't imagine that we were going to be doing this many interviews, but uh, I'm I'm glad. I didn't I'm really think anyone was going to listen. I'm I'm excited. I mean, this is this is great. Um, even if no one listens, I mean, just the fact that we get a chance yeah, to talk the, with these like people. Like I said, in, well, in all honesty, people are listening, and I, I really appreciate that. Like I said, without 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 the fans, there isn't really anything for us to be doing. And and just a shout out to our SoundCloud community. Thank you, uh, all, all everyone who's subscribing. We really appreciate your listenership. Also, to you subscribing on iTunes and iTunes and your comments, Chris. You were responded to That's some right. comments Anytime recently. you guys put anything up, I, I try to comment, you know, as, as fast as I can. So that way we, you know, to know that there are real people that, you know, we, we do really appreciate you guys. Uh, we we want to hear from you. So do you have an opinion about something that we've talked about today? Write us at justusnerdspc uh, at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on our Instagram page. Or uh, drop us a comment on our YouTube page. Subscribe. And uh, please subscribe. Yeah, a- absolutely. As well as subscribe to iTunes and, of course, subscribe to SoundCloud. Absolutely. So just to give you guys a, a taste of uh, what's to come, uh, we, we got a couple people uh, from the industry that we're looking to interview about their career. Uh, of course, we've got our good buddy Jim Fern. I can't wait. Jim's always a blast, he, He's He's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I can't wait to... Uh, I'd love to interview him more and hear some more of his stories. He's probably going to become a regular, I hope. I, I hope I so, really too. Do if, hope. He, if he can make time for it, that would be wonderful. Um, uh, Mr. Jose Delbo. i yeah. I, I got to talk a little bit about this. This is so cool, man. I, I, I had uh, sort of uh, a, a brush with a, a figure from my childhood, uh, really, at uh, this year's Megacon. Uh, Mr. Jose Delbo is... Uh, uh, very uh, prolific artist, comic book artist, who worked for many years on the original Transformers comic book. And uh, that's a book that's near and dear to my heart because this was the first comic book. That was the first comic book you ever picked up. I ever bought, that I ever bought. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing him uh, about his career on, and especially I'm going to, we're going to geek out about uh, Transformers. If you were a fan of Transformers, Back in the '80s, when they were still a property owned by Marvel, you're definitely going to want to tune into this because we're we're gonna we're gonna ask him some questions about that. And who else? I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, Mr. J. M. Dematis, no! uh, comic book writer legend, has agreed to be interviewed on our show. Now, what's even better is this is the 30th anniversary of the legendary Spider-Man story. Craven's Last Hunt, one of my favorite stories. One of, just one and of I my just renewed stories. it. I just renewed watch or reading it again. And like I said, it it's it's definitely a story of its own, and it's one that stands by itself. It's, it's that. It's good. great. It's a, it's a it's a terrific story. So we're we're definitely going to be interviewing him about that. Of course, Mr. Dematis also you you'll know him from. Uh, he was wrote uh, Justice League for for many years for DC Comics. He's he's written for. For television, he's written yeah. for Justice League Unlimited. He's written for Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh, the list goes on. the The man is uh, is a the man legend. has done anything in comic book world. Yeah, uh, so we're we're very pleased that we'll be bringing you uh, an interview with him in the in the future. Well, gang, that is all the time we have for this our thirty eighth episode of the Just Us Nerds podcast. So I hope you'll join us next time as Chris and I. Whoa, Chris! Look out! No worries, buddy. 
It turns out the ghosts are just pissed about my overdue library books. I brought them back, paid some fines. We're cool now. Wow. This has been a really weird day. Well, this has been Chris and Jay of the Just Us Nerds podcast, reminding you not to look directly into the trap, don't cross the streams, and of course, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes! yes. Bye-bye and take care.